think we're all here. So welcome to uh, to this uh, lunchtime session. This is going to last an hour. It's not going to last any longer, probably probably a little bit less. If you're having your lunch, I hope it's delicious. Um, earlier this year, Evie and I start, started a project um, that we rather grandly called the, the Be Better Library, which is, <laughs> which is an exploration of books and podcasts and articles on how we can develop ourselves and be better. And we record each, each of these conversations as a podcast and all our research and recommendations can be found on our Instagram. Uh, so this session will be slightly different to all the other masterclasses that you've had so far with Elevate. What we're going to do today is we're going to record our podcast conversation live with you all here with us as we felt that owning the room, we wanted to demonstrate all the, the tips, tricks, techniques and talk about everything that she discusses in the book and then actually put them into practice. We've also got Ray is on the call. Ray, can you uh, say hello? Hi, Ray. So Ray, Ray's an illustrator, an animator, and she's going to live-scribe what we're talking about and then sharing it sharing at the end. She's absolutely amazing. So uh, oh, thanks. So thanks, Ray. Thanks, thanks for being with us. <laughs> but the purpose of this book is, uh, is to own the room, which we're going to do with you. So um, the, the purpose of this is to talk about the book, talk about the podcast, but most importantly, we're trying to give you some of the key pieces of information that come through in the books and podcasts. So what we would love is for you throughout the session is to think about any questions that you might have or any situations that you've got coming up or that you're going through at the moment that you would like some hints or tips on. Um, if you could pop them into the chat at the end of the session, and then we'll do our best to answer those questions for you. So the book we're going to talk about is this one, How to Run the Room by Viv Grostrop, which is uh, Women in the Art of Brilliant Speaking, um, and men, just a few men on her podcast. There's 93 episodes of her podcast, which is also incredible. They're like a, uh, like a masterclass, each one on a different person that owns the room in their own right. They're amazing. Viv is a, she's a comedian and she's, um, she's a broadcaster on TV and radio. So if you don't know her, she's amazing. She's also written a number of books, How to Own the Room, uh, Lift As You Climb, a number of novels. She's, she's absolutely amazing. Just to warn you, what we're going to do, as I said, this is going to be a, a live recording of our podcast conversation. So we're actually not going to talk to you. Very sorry about that. <laughs> we're going to have a conversation with ourselves and then hopefully through that, you will gain some uh, insight into the books and the podcast and uh, get some helpful tips. And if not, you can ask us at the end and we'll pick it up. <laughs> so we, uh, each of our podcasts, um, we obviously read the book, we explore around the author and the book itself and listen to as many podcasts as we possibly can. And we have an idea of what we want to talk about, but the actual content of it, uh, we make up as we go along. <laughs> so we hope it's helpful. Uh, we'll soon find out and we really hope that you enjoy it. And we'll see you in half Surely. <laughs> okay, so. Evie, so, tell me, tell me about this. Oh, I chose the book. Shall I tell you about this book? Yes. How I, how I discovered it. So, um, this is why we were recording. So, we, the first book was this one. Um, this is the one you chose. Yes, which is a book I wouldn't normally women. read, Invisible Women, exposing the data bias in a world designed for, for, for men. Um, I wouldn't have read that. It's a feminist book. Amazing. And then we started reading uh, The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker, which is Absolutely incredible. Yes. Um, and then I was looking through Apple Podcasts trying to find other podcasts that Priya Parker was on and she was on a Viv's How to Own the Room podcast. So I listened to that and then 92 other episodes over the course of three weeks. <laughs> I mean, and it I became... haven't listened to all of them. I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry, Viv. It but became... you have, so that's fine. It became my new obsession. It's just amazing. And the book's really clever, isn't it? Because it's broken up into, into different sections where she... She's basically saying, be more 
someone. So she's yeah. talking about being more Michelle Obama or being more Oprah or a whole number of people. And then there's a section at the end um, of each chapter in, in different colour paper, which then gives tips and tricks and then exercises. Exactly. So it's like a how-to on how to own the room. And to just to explain what um, owning the room means, I'm going to refer back to Viv. Yeah. She says it the best. She does. Uh, so this is a room-owning investigation into all the best tips, tricks, hints and hacks about finding your voice and helping you get ready to own the stage the boardroom, some horrific Zoom meeting, not this one, obviously, (laughs) uh, or even the space in your own head. However you want to own the room is the right way to own the room. It's all a question of finding the guts and quiet confidence to find out what your version of this looks like. Come on, Viv, it's amazing. And I think for me, actually, that was the main takeaway from this book, is actually... She talks about so many amazing women, so many amazing people, but ultimately you just need to take exactly what works for you and every single person is different and everyone, but everyone has the same fears. Do you want to talk about the the, the conversation we had earlier about um, being a man reading this book? Oh, yes. So she very specifically lays out in the start of the book that this is a book for women. Um, And the reason that she says that is that there are untold amounts of books written by men and for men, but there aren't so many with women. And actually the it is generally harder for women to find their own voice in the in all situations so she wanted to write this to help women and there basically aren't i think i think i found one book written by a woman about public speaking yeah uh, and the rest is the rest are all men and it, they're all a bit alpha and it's all a bit ah yeah and and i just thought that this is really this is such an interesting book because actually that i mean mary, mary portis for instance oh i love her absolutely yes. incredible just the way that she and she speaks and Tara Moore um, and there's a whole load of people that a, a whole load of women that um, Oprah we're going to talk about Oprah in a minute and um, we're gonna, we've broken down one of Oprah's speeches um, just to sort of give an example haven't we um, but I just thought I just thought it was really interesting as a man reading this book and just thinking god there's so many incredibly yeah, powerful women yeah I mean women. it is written for women but that's not to say that there aren't it well, isn't look, going to be helpful for men I such as yourself eight pages of notes on things <laughs> so it's just incredible but you over prepared that's good I did they yes. do say to prepare and one of the them book. said over prepare one said don't <laughs> slightly contradictory you, should we just talk about the conversation that we had last night so I think people might find it quite interesting that yep. how terrified we were <laughs> So we had a conversation last night where Pete basically said to me, um, luckily you thought this, but didn't tell me. You were like, oh, oh I don't want to do it anymore. This is so, what happens. So tell head. me about that. Tell me about that. Uh, yes, I thought I don't want to do this anymore. I, so, so, so what was going through my what was going through my head is I have absolutely nothing to say to these people. I don't mind having a chat with you. Like we we do this and it's just us and we've got an editor that, that you know that this was your idea. I know, right? right? I know. We have an editor that edits out the producer that produces stuff. Editor that edits out the bits that we don't like. Makes us sound intelligent. So I'm terrified of sounding stupid. I had nothing. Too. I had nothing to bring to the party. Who do I think I am talking? I feel like we're filling them with confidence. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yeah, but it's really interesting. <laughs> it's really interesting how how we how we process how we process this. And then um, I was just like a whole load of, whole load of other stuff that. So the in my inner voice was going was going crazy. But actually, one of the things I've learned from um, from one of the podcasts, I think it was Tara Tara Moore. Um, She's amazing. What book did she write? Thinking big, making big. She's incredible. Uh, she talks about 
making her inner voice, um, giving, humiliating her inner voice. So um, to give your inner voice a cartoon character. Yeah, just as, so that it separates it from your own voice and your own self. Make it sound like Ducky yeah. Duck. So mine yeah. sounds like Donald Duck. Are you going to do an impression? No, I'm really no, not. Okay. <laughs> but, but it was Donald Duck was going crazy this morning. But it, it immediately, it stops it from, from sounding so serious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just it just makes it all so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And also, I mean, like people have come to listen on on from Elevate. They've come to watch and see what see what we're doing. No one's sitting there thinking, fail. Really hope you well, fail. Well, you hope not, wouldn't <laughs> no. you? That would be slightly I mean. mean. <laughs> people, I have to assume that people just want us to succeed, and they want this to be, and they, they want to do. learn something. And hopefully, they will learn something in the process. Yeah. And it's a good. So, one of the things that they talk about is that you're not going to just stand up and be able to talk in front of two thousand people at. Wembley or Tara says that. Tara Moore says that. And you have to start somewhere. It's baby steps. You you need to sort of push yourself and challenge yourself and take one step at a time. But understand that it's okay to feel that fear. And that's why they put so many um, she's put so many hints and tips and and actual exercises in the book. One of the ones that I really love, and she and it's yeah. in some it's in quite a few of the exercises, is that she gets you to write down sort of like. 50 of your own achievements and that could be something massive like winning a promotion or having a baby or um it could be something really small like getting up and agreeing to come on today and actually just making it through the day yeah so she says to write down your like 50 of your achievements come back to it a week later and pick your top 10 and then put write that out on a piece of paper and carry it with you so that every time you feel fear or you feel like you're not good enough, then it's something to refer back to and to help you tell yourself that you are good enough yeah. and that you can do it. Completely, completely. Yeah. Someone else said um, at the beginning of each podcast, I think I said there's there's these tips, there's two or three tips at the beginning of each one. So I, I went through last night, I'm writing <laughs> hundreds of these tips. <laughs> and I've got a couple of pages of the best ones. And, and one of the one of the ones that 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 was brilliant um, is um, the leader of the Kingdom Choir, which is this, the choir that sang at um, Harry and Meghan's wedding. Oh, yeah. Karen Gibson, who's amazing. Her podcast is amazing. <laughs> she says, you don't have to be the best and you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. She's like, thanks, Karen. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be. You know, this is great. Just keep going around and around in your head. Keep that going around. And the other, someone else said, I can't remember who it was, they said um, that when you're about to go on stage, think about what it what it is you can uniquely bring to the table? What is it that you can uniquely bring to this audience? What is it they want to hear? What do they want to leave with? How can you be helpful? Yeah. And I think our audience right now, I think what they might be looking for, and you can all contradict me if I'm (laughs) not right, is some really helpful tips to take away that are easy to incorporate into your daily routine, like deep breathing. So tell me some of her tips. One of them, one of them, <laughs> one of them's amazing. I was doing this this morning. We, we need to do it now. Oh, you're gonna so make me do it. I'm gonna make you do it. So um, you, this is uh, this is Vibs. One of Vibs' best tips. Okay, this is great. Okay, you ready? Okay, you plant your feet on the floor. If you want to do this where you are, this would be great because this is amazing. You plant your feet on the floor, literally plant them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you imagine your brain inside your stomach. So it's a really good way of getting outside your head. So when my stress levels yesterday evening were at 75%, I I, uh, I just imagined my brain in my stomach. So it immediately centers you. So carry on breathing through your nose, you imagine your head in your stomach. And this is 
slightly woo-woo. Evie, you with me? You uh, imagine... Hey, I'm all about that. <laughs> I imagine, love crystals. You imagine you've got, <laughs> you got nostrils on the, on the bottoms of your feet. So you okay. breathe through your feet. Okay? So imagine your brain and stomach breathe through feet. Brain and stomach breathe through feet. And what it does is it stops all that, like, ah, and immediately senses you. Is it weird that I'm imagining... Uh, like elephant trunks. No, that's great. Feet. You can imagine any kind of nostril shape, <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> but that's amazing, right? Anyway, I was doing this this morning. It sort of sorted me out. <laughs> One of the tricks that I loved is um, the Wonder Woman pose. Oh yeah. This is this is for prior to going on stage and not obviously on stage. Oh, I think so there good. are some people that have tried it, but hands on hips. Yeah. Head in the air. Wonder Woman. Yeah. That's and amazing. I did it before and it actually just made me giggle and then it helped calm me slightly. It's, it's great. You should do that in private. Maybe uh, well, in I just a, did it in private. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe do it in a toilet cubicle or something. But it really works. There's, there's um, neuroscience but that backs that up. Yeah. But the, the, other, the other really interesting thing was um, how she, so she talks about doing the Wonder Woman pose when you're not necessarily hands on hips, but how Wonder, imagine Wonder Woman standing uh, feet apart, yep. hip width apart, feet planted on the ground not hands on hips, but shoulders back, straight back, shoulders back. Yeah. So you look really confident and then and then look around the audience. It's also um, what I really love about the podcast is that at the start of it, she has some tips from previous yeah. um, contributors, people yeah. she's interviewed, but she also has started doing tips from her, from Viv Groskop. Viv recommends. Viv recommends. <laughs> and she actually talks about... Um, uh, fashion, makeup, things like that, which this is not just because we're women. I think it's it's also relevant to men. When you're going onto stage or when you're going into a meeting or anything, you need to feel comfortable. You need to feel com- confident and comfortable in yourself. And that means looking and feeling your best. Yeah. Hence why I'm wearing dungarees. We had, we had a conversation about what we were going to wear <laughs> because of this. Well, normally, I mean, I do worry about that. I mean, I do think that. about what I'm wearing. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but, um, how you feel confident, right? Exactly. So if you are not, if you don't feel comfortable wearing heels, don't wear heels. If you feel more comfortable wearing fl- uh, flats, then wear flats and Viv or says, flip flops. And Viv says, yeah, or sliders. There's one of the one of the women who was it? She, um, Anne Marie. Oh um, my goodness, she's amazing. Imaphidon. Yeah. yeah, she's brilliant. She, she goes, runs the stemettes. She, delib- yeah, she deliberately underdresses when she goes on stage. Yeah, and she also says that she, um, uh, so she works in the tech industry and she runs the stemettes. So she comes up against a lot of uh, male audiences. Not comes up against. She talks in front of a lot yeah. of male audiences and um, quite caught audiences as well but she said that what she loves to do is be very flamboyant and uh, uh and be herself on stage so wearing loads of bright colors having amazing looking hair and and being different to the other kind of t- uh, speakers that they will have mm. on stage mm. and that uh, and that's another thing is is finding what works for you and owning it and also knowing that you don't have to just follow the mold um so holly mcnash who is a poet who's who has done one of the episodes yeah. who, who is brilliant is that the one that's really rude no it's just the funniest thing there's a warning before the episode <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe it is her because she talks about sex quite mm, quite, quite 
Um, but what she what she does do is she's really open about her journey with her nerves. Yeah. So she's a very well known poet, and but it took her years to build up the confidence to actually go on <clears throat> stage and and read out her poems. So for years she would just write poems and they would sit under her bed and that was it. And then she started talking to her mum and her partner at the time um, and reading to them. Yeah. And then she said that they got slightly sick of her and, and sort of encouraged her to go, go and, 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 and go on stage. Yeah. And then she found um, a place that did open mic poetry. It took her kind of two or three times walking past to even go in um, and put her name down. The first time she put her name down, she then left early and didn't and didn't do it. And so it was a gradual process. So yes, there are people that are uber confident and will go up on stage uh, and be brilliant. And if that's your style, then great. But there are lots of people who get incredibly nervous and it has to be a build up. And that is also absolutely fine. So finding your process, finding what works for you. She also um, said, which I loved, was that within the poetry um, industry, it, you were it was kind of taboo oh, to yeah. read from really a book. Yeah. And she said that there was um, one point where she uh, had a one-year-old that still <clears throat> didn't have a sleeping pattern. Mm. So a year in was still not sleeping. So she was she was getting absolutely no sleep and she'd been booked for this event. She'd written a poem um, specifically for them. So obviously had to take time out for that. And she said that she just didn't have the time or the energy or the brain capacity to be able to learn all of her poems prior and be able to read them, not from a book. And she sort of said this to the organisers and they, in essence, said back to her, oh, come on, Holly, you can do better. So that pissed her off. And then she turned up and did it anyway. From, did it, from, did it <laughs> yeah. anyway. So you can break the mold. It has to start somewhere. Yeah. There are brilliant, amazing people. She even talks about Michelle Obama progressing up to um, where she is now, which is Happy High Status. Oh, talk about that. Yes. So Happy High Status is um, the first principle of the book. It's the, it's the first chapter that she talks about. And she gives a really amazing um uh, explanation of what that means. Yeah. So, am I telling a story? You tell a story. You tell a story. Okay, I'll tell a story. Uh, so she says, imagine that you uh, turn up to a black tie event. You, you're, you're running slightly late, um, so you, you're kind of rushing about, and you get there. Everyone's in black tie, obviously. You go up to this um, waiter, and you say to him, oh, can you get me a cocktail? I'm running a little bit late. Mm. I'll be over there. And then you go over, you see some people that you know, you're chatting with them, and then the waiter comes over and hands you your cocktail. And it's George Clooney. It's George Clooney. <laughs> this apparently really happened. Did it happen? Yeah, 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 it really oh happened. God. Someone went to a cocktail party, asked the waiter for a cocktail. And it was George Clooney. George Clooney. But rather than being cross about it, because yeah. he's got happy high status, yes. he um, he just thanked, you know, here's yeah. your cocktail. And, and wandered off. And this poor having, guy. It's <laughs> having the confidence in yourself yeah. to know that that is fine. You you know that you're not a waiter so other and you're happy that someone's asked you and you're still going to get them the cocktail. Other people with happy high status are Michelle Obama. Um, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Brilliant. Uh, Oprah. We're talk about that. Yes. Um, people with who are high status but aren't happy. Trump. The Queen. Oh. She said the Queen, which I feel slightly upset about, but she's not very happy. No. I'm not entirely sure she's happy doing what she's doing. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. I feel like we could give the choice. She wouldn't be queen. But anyway, she's she's not she's high status, but not happy. But there's a good difference between, between yeah. the two. And 
when you are in that happy high status position, um, everything else then feels much easier. And uh, one of the things she says that that Michelle Obama has done as well is if you, if you look at Michelle Obama now, like she's got the most amazing arms, like so toned because they recommend that you should look after yourself, your health, look healthy on stage. And, And if you feel physically strong, then you'll, project strength and you'll feel strong on stage. The other really important thing to mention is you don't have to be someone famous to be, or wealthy, to be happy high status. Yeah. So um, She talks about the toilet attendant. Well, I was going to say there's a street cleaner. Ah. I'm in North London. There's a very lovely street cleaner who um, chats to everyone. He's the most positive person. I mean, he's just amazing. He's quite happy. He's just so happy. (laughs) And he he talks to the kids and 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 people know his name and... You know, there's a man with happy high status. Yeah. Um, and she says to to try and think happy high status with, you know, as you as you go through your life, but particularly when you're about to go on stage. Yeah. So that's about having confidence. I can't remember who it was who, who it was she talked about, but the the line goes, and she she walked onto the stage, walked up to the edge, and said hi. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I'd love to be like. And one of the <laughs> tips that uh, someone says is just tell yourself before you walk into the room, before you walk on stage, yeah. I feel confident. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of the quotes which I really love, which was from uh, Katie Piper, oh, and she said she wrote this at the that whole uh, episode. I mean, it's just amazing. Just She's incredible. an amazing woman, anyway. Uh, but she says. And what did she say? She, this is her affirmation. Yeah. So confidence isn't they will like me. Confidence is I will be okay if they don't. Say that again. Confidence isn't they will like me. Confidence is I will be okay if they don't. I will be okay if they don't. Yes, which we will. And actually one of the pieces of advice that I got really early on in my events career, because I think owning the room is not just an actual physical room, a talk, a meeting, a pitch or anything like that. As event managers, we have to own the room that we are organising and that we are in and that we are part of. Um, And one of my old bosses said to me very early on when I was getting stressed because my client was getting really antsy because the magician was late or something really <laughs> trivial like that um life-changing we are not saving lives so you need no. to put this into perspective it's so true yeah Catherine tate says please remember none of this really matters <laughs> <laughs> so true i mean you know i'd like to go and think that people go away thinking that maybe that was useful but someone else said that um it doesn't matter what you say within two weeks everyone of forgotten it anyway and I was going to remember what you said and also no one cares about what you're saying as much as you do yeah and if you make a mistake um no one will know apart from you yeah especially if it's unscripted yeah how how will they know completely completely so so incredible isn't it so talk to me about the Oprah speech all right yeah I have notes here so I'm sorry I'm not gonna be able to do so that notes so there's several so this really is good point. the gold, the Golden Globes yeah. speech, and the reason why she talks about this. And if you haven't seen it, you should go away and watch it. It will make you cry. Just saying, made me a bit emotional. <laughs> um, so she talks about this speech in particular um, because she is exhibiting high, uh, happy, high status, yeah. and she's also projecting presence, which is the second chapter of the book. So she's embodying the idea of owning the room completely. Completely, one hundred percent. So she's also 
dressed in this unbelievable dress. So yeah. she's like super so glam. again, <laughs> yeah. she's comfortable in her clothes. She is. She <laughs> also doesn't speak with a, um, a podium in front of her. So she's um, she's on a mic and she, and when you're on a mic and not standing behind the podium, people naturally lean into you. So they naturally sort of listen to what to what you're saying. She, she tells a story. So storytelling is really important. If you yeah. want to see the master of storytelling, you want anything, anything Brené Brown said, uh, her very first TED Talk is just absolutely insane. So it's all stories. So she's yeah. a master storyteller. So stop, telling stories really helps. It we paint- love Brené Brown. I feel like we talk about her in every uh, conversation that we I have. I feel like in some way, I probably t- talk about <laughs> Brené Brown too much. But anyway, I've got it, on, I've got it in check. <laughs> so stories storytelling paints pictures that create 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 warmth and empathy so that's yeah. what, that's what and in does. this particular one so she uses the, so this is the golden globe speech that she gives and it is um this is the one where they thought people she was going to run for president i mean oh, yeah. trump's so this was just after the hashtag me too yeah trump started had, trump was in uh, trump had just got in maybe a couple of years yeah yeah. And so she she has decided to use her platform to talk about something that she is incredibly passionate about. So about um black rights and about women's rights. And also other people had done had done this, but this is the first time that it had been done on stage that she clearly rehearsed that she had a she had a um that the audience were all very famous people lots of them are crying everyone was standing up and sitting down i mean there's a lot of yeah <laughs> it's really a lot of amazing. control yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was another tip in there for everyone if you are going to give a speech then um practice it yes there was lots of practice it sounds basic but you know <laughs> yeah. you can get sometimes you get so nervous that you think oh okay it's fine i'll just leave it and i'll wing it yeah um but it's good to talk it through and it feels, it. it feels very strange, but um, the first time that you do it, if you record yourself and then watch it back, you will then sort of gauge where you kind of stumble or what you find difficult or things that you um, want to change yeah, as well. Exactly. Um, but Oprah's speech really meant something to her. It was very clear. It meant, it meant something to her. Oh, yeah. She moves really slowly at her own pace, which is something I've learned how to do. I talk way too quickly. <laughs> She fully accepts the applause and the ovation, but she has a way of stopping them and making them sit down. I mean, like a teacher. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, she uses a pointy finger as well, so it went to, to, to get points across. She's a way of um, signposting with emotional and physical cues, so the audience know kind of how to, how to react, but she does it really simply and powerfully. She manipulates emotions. She speaks, um, she's, she speaks like she's in charge. She speaks very deliberately, this is really interesting. She's yeah. got, when you watch her, she's very still in her body. She's, oh, yeah, so still. Yeah. She's very controlled in the way, in, and she's got her feet planted. I mean, she's wearing very high heels, but she's got her feet and planted she, on very, very clearly. she's trying on the to take away any kind of distraction <clears throat> from what she's actually saying because... There's uh, no humour. There's no humour. There's no right. humour whatsoever, but she also doesn't um, move her hands very much. So obviously everyone has different styles, mm. but hers is this is what I'm saying. I'm very, very passionate about it. You will sit there and you will listen to what I've got to say, which is so powerful. She also does this thing where she uses um, what's called markers to um, direct the attention of the audience. So she says things like, which brings me to this or what I know for sure, which gives time for the audience to take in what she's saying and also time for her to breathe. 
Yeah. She raises her, her voice a couple of times. So she does this thing where you think it's come to the end, so people start cheering yeah. and, and clapping. And then she pushes it even <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then people go even more crazy. So she says, time's up. She uses her voice to time's up. And then she says, um, just when you think the speech is all peaked, she says, in full preacher mode, a new day is on the horizon. And it's like everyone goes... And that's when she does, like, the hand gesture. Yeah. Yeah. So she's got strong eye contact throughout. She's looking very clearly around the audience and she's got extreme focus. It's just amazing. It's amazing. It's only listen... I mean, I've seen it a couple of times, but reading the book and then watching it yesterday again after reading the book fresh, knowing that we were going to do this and picking out the bits that... Because there were a whole load of... There's a whole chapter on this. Just found it fascinating. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, if you want tips on on speaking, then you need to look to Oprah. Oprah or um, or Michelle Obama. Yeah, but she. Did, I think I said earlier, Michelle Obama didn't start off quite as confident as, as she is now. She's she's worked her way up to yeah. it, and she's learned um, what works for her. Yeah. And I know I keep banging on about it, but that is that is the main point of this. Go through the book, read it, listen to some of the podcasts, test some of them out take small steps and then decide what it is that works for you and and what fits with your personality and how you feel uh, and how it makes you feel more comfortable yeah and run with it yeah yeah what other tips did you pick up you said the Katie Piper one, didn't you? Yes, I absolutely love that. I think getting perspective on what you're doing, thinking about what uh, what the audience wants will want to know from it. What I also found really interesting, which it's talked about quite a lot, is and I think the reason why she's written this specifically for and about women is that um, women are judged much harder and in different ways to what men are, specifically with the way that they look uh, and what they're wearing. I think we all remember the Theresa May um, speech where she was wearing a, a slightly... Um, vivacious necklace that everyone <laughs> talked vivacious. about. Vivacious. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so she talks about Angela Merkel and it's actually really funny in one of her, I think it's either, a, I think it's five in five in 15 talk, um, she shows a picture of Angela Merkel and she, Angela Merkel specifically got a stylist in prior to becoming uh, president yeah. of Germany. Um, Chancellor. She, Pardon? Chancellor, I think. Chancellor. Whatever. Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> you know. She was in charge. Uh, I'm way into politics. <laughs> yeah. um, she wears exactly the same suit in all different shades of colour. So she can never, they can never talk about what, what she's, she's wearing, wearing. Yeah. because it's exactly the same suit. And she always, she also uses a position with her hands, which is like the Mr. Burns hands. Yeah. Like this. Or the or the glue fingers. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of um finding elements of your performance that that take away from that. And actually Hillary Clinton, who is on one of the episodes, she talks about that as well. You, there's kind of... They had to make a decision, didn't they? They made a decision from... Um, for- that to actually spend money, they had to. They dedicated money from um, from a campaign fund for um, a hairstylist and um, and a clothes stylist. Yeah. But they they made. She didn't want to do it, but they said that like, you're gonna have to because yeah. all they're talking about is what you're wearing and not what you're saying. Yeah. And Trump, Trump didn't have that problem. No, <laughs> and it's really hard. Like um, she talks about Margaret Thatcher and the fact that she actually decided to speak in a lower tone because that was recommended. No, she to trained. Her because, she trained. She had yeah, some training to do that. Exactly. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, there are the there are you do have to kind of adapt your presentation and what you're wearing and all of that kind of thing. But regardless of who you are, man or woman, you're me. Yeah. We we uh, there's another fact that the 
anyone watching us do this now, 90% of them are looking at what we're, they're not going to remember what we're saying, they're just looking at what, what we look oh, like. Do you mean like my hairband? <laughs> yeah. Peter's, it's a new look special. Peter's glasses need <laughs> polishing. <laughs> Where did he get that t-shirt? Oh, whatever. Uh, and the other thing, what's the, what, what did someone say about, oh yeah, literally no one's paying much attention. All, the, all in their head, they're all in their heads thinking, what am I going to have for dinner or how am I going to dump my boyfriend or girlfriend? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Buffy Gordon said that. It's true. Um, also, I can't remember who said it, but this resonated with me yeah. because, um, and it's also something that we're going to talk about in our next podcast yeah. um, and links in with the book Mindset. So it's all about how talent is not given, it's learnt. And what someone in one of her podcasts says is it's an art form and not a science, yes. which I think is brilliant. So some people are, it kind of comes to them fairly easily, but everyone has the ability to be able to speak really well and do public speaking very well. Public speaking, it just sounds so funny, doesn't it? Like saying I know. Eaten. Well, let's say own the room Speaking instead. in public. Own the room. Public speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though. Priya oh, you Par- have to talk about Priya Parker because <laughs> I really love her. She's amazing. Priya Parker said, um, know your audience and know deeply what their need is so that you might uniquely be able to help with. So that's like knowing your audience. What, yeah. How can I help them? What What is it I know that's going to help? Yeah. Well, I feel like we've thrown loads of information at them. So hopefully <laughs> <laughs> they've got at least one thing that helps them. So let me ask you this then. Yeah. How has this book made you better? How's it made you better? Oh, you're throwing it straight back at me. Straight back at you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think so. This book has helped me to understand um, that there are so many people that feel the same way that I do. Uh, And it's about finding your own style and your own way of owning the room. I think that that's the biggest takeaway for me. Um, And again, knowing that I'm not saving lives. I'm just uh, doing a podcast on a Zoom. Well, my uh, answer to that question was written down and I can't find this. <laughs> so, oh. But one of the things that, because that, it quite, it's quite a, just, it's quite a long one. One of the things that I remember it's made me better is by, the, I think the Donald Duck thing is just made Yeah, me yeah. If I can silence that, that critic... Yeah. As Donald Duck and be more George Clooney. I mean, you know, why not? Yeah. But you are brilliant. <laughs> and so are you. And you know what you're talking about. And so do you. So it's fine. Yes, fine. And we, yeah, this is all good. This is all good. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is we are going to go into our questions. Anyone that has been holding on to it uh, during this session and feel free to put your cameras back on. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, so... Is there anyone that's got a question that would either um, like to put it in the chat or would like to ask? We can have a little chat about it. Yes. Oh, no, we've got a question. Go on. Which of the podcasts on Own the Room would you recommend starting with? Oh, so many. Oh, my God, there's so many. Uh, I really, really enjoyed Katie Piper. Yeah. I think she's brilliant um, and... I listened to that a couple of days ago, so it's kind of fresh in my mind. But that's a brilliant one to start off with. And uh, I think Pete mentioned at the start, on our Instagram and on the podcast tab, we've um, listed the podcast, but we've also said which ones to start with, so which ones we really enjoyed. It's like a snowball effect. Once you start listening to one, they start talking about other books, and then you go down that. And that's really how we've discovered all of these amazing books ourselves. And then we just keep sending stuff to each other and to other people. Margaret Wood is another really good one. 
she um she's absolutely hilarious. Oh, I don't think I've listened to her. Oh, she's one. amazing. She's amazing. And Viv is uh, when she's when she's interviewing and she's slightly terrified. <laughs> she's amazing. Margaret Howard's great. She says um, one of the things she says is whatever you do up on the podium, pe- people will think it's part of the show unless you throw up or die. So, <laughs> so just relax. Should we not do either no, of those not, things? Not. Oh, so we've got some more questions. What is more important, your content story or the delivery? I think it's a combination of the both, isn't it? Um, You have to, I would say that having an idea of what you want to achieve by what you're saying, so having an aim, we decided um, to take some of Viv's advice and start with a a start and an end, and then you kind of decide along the way what the middle is. But you can do it either way. And it also depends on the setting. If you're giving a presentation and you're and you're teaching someone how to do something, it's probably good to prepare the whole thing uh, <laughs> rather than make it up as you go along. And if you do have an end, uh, print it out so you know what you can say. <laughs> but I would say that delivery is incredibly important. It, it, it doesn't really matter what you're saying if no one is, is listening to you. And if you're delivering it in a way where no one is listening to you, then that's really tricky. But the good thing is that this book gives you all of those techniques to be able to find out what your perfect way of delivering is for you. Um, so definitely a mixture of both, basically. What do you spend most of your time prepping for when you have to go on stage? Well, I think for us, it's just trying to de-stress. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, this is, um, well, what, what I, when we talked about, I think getting out of your head that you have nothing to say. Most people do have something to say. Yeah. We just wanted this to be, I mean, the reason I was getting so stressed about it is I wanted it to, I wanted to, I didn't want to waste your time. You know, I think if people are showing up to, just to, you know, if they're giving up their lunchtime to listen to you, or I'd like Thank to, you. I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to make sure I'm not wasting people's time. So that's that was that's the number one stress thing for me. I think. Yeah, and I think um, preparing. So not just the not just the slides or not just uh, the content is also kind of reading around it um, in case when people ask questions at the end or anything like that is having information in your mind that you can share with people so thinking about okay this is my presentation this is my content but actually what will people ask at the end what would they want to know and Mary Beard actually um, who wrote Women in Power she talks about going in to a debate with Boris Johnson. And she said that uh, she researched and watched all his videos on that particular debate because he always talks about the same thing. And she she pulled out all of his um, incorrect arguments and then made sure that she said she had all the correct information to go back at him on. That's and really, she won. That's really so, clever. There you go. I've just found my notes. Do you want me to read my do you want, is it all right to do that? Yeah, yeah. So this is this is this is my big takeaway. This is how this is what I learned. Focus on being wise, and I'll explain what I mean by that. I don't, mind, I don't mean by being clever. Think about being wise and not trying to be charismatic. So being wise is focusing on the other person and how, how I can serve them and how I can be helpful and how to show up for your audience and explain how amazing they are. Like, look at you, look how amazing. And being charismatic is, look at me, I'm amazing. So less charismatic, more wise. Yeah. That was my biggest, yeah. that's my biggest. You are very wise. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, so this is a really good question. How do you correlate these tips and tricks with battling imposter syndrome? Wow. That's a really, really good question. And I think <clears throat> um, 
imposter syndrome is so prevalent, uh, especially within women. I've had it a lot. Let and me tell I, you, it is within men as well. No, it is. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, <saying. laughs> no, no, you're not. But it's just, I think that's really important. And yeah. I think everyone's insecure, and you know, to a certain level. I just yeah. think that. I just think that men are less likely to say it. <laughs> yeah, we were actually talking about this earlier. And I, I think actually showing a bit of vulnerability and being able to to share that with people is is quite strong. Um, I think in terms of collating the tips and tricks, test out the different tips that they recommend. Try them out in different settings. It doesn't have to be in settings that are really intense or like in a in a big meeting or anything like that. You could do it within a group of friends or um, if you feel nervous, then kind of put yourself in different situations, but don't feel like you have to completely throw yourself in at the deep end. And then like what she says with writing down your achievements and carrying them with you, put them down on a piece of paper, like pick your top three that work for you. So is it the breathing technique? Is it the Wonder Woman technique? Put them on a piece of paper, carry it around with you in your purse. And then before you go into a meeting or before you go into a setting where you feel nervous, read through them. And then also do the kind of like maybe affirmations might work for you or having your achievements to help kind of remind you and give you some perspective. So maybe writing down those tips and then taking them with you so that you can refer back to them. If I'm feeling pretty rubbish, that is, um, I go through, I go through my list on my, on my phone. Yeah. In my head. It's not out loud. And having a, having a checklist. I love a checklist. You love a checklist. (laughs) Yeah. Ticking them off. Um, and it, Again, with when you are presenting, knowing what works for you. So whether that's having auto cue, having it all written down word for word, reading completely from script. <laughs> I'm not great at reading from a script. I prefer to ad lib, and it, and it's all about what works for you, really. When I'm stressed, my my my, my brain stops working. It, yeah. it's, it's it's so funny. And you talk about a million miles an hour. Yeah, no, I've really learned how to uh, not do that. Well, I'm clearly not doing that at the moment. No, you are. You're doing brilliantly. <laughs> but it, yeah, but, uh, you know, I used to be like, if I have to do something, I'm just going to speak as fast as I can to get from A to B uh, as quickly as possible and it's over. Yeah. But, and you also need to try and enjoy it. Like, I was super nervous at the at the start of this and then, I, and then as we got into it and as my nerves calmed, then I actually started enjoying it, which is good, which is the whole reason why. Um, I'm not at that point yet, but we're all right. We're, oh we're my God, we're nearly at the end. <laughs> know, Come on. Right? Um, there's just so many other things that I just want to be able to say. I think we're going to run out of time saying who, who? Oh, yeah. Someone said that, who's that? Nicola um, loves the mindset book. Honestly, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Obviously, um, Viv's book, um, but also Mindset is such a brilliant book. And um, yeah, it will change your mindset. That was really interesting, right? Yeah. We've just done, we've just recorded a podcast and we've just done it with an, an audience and we were both... Very nervous. Very nervous. Much more nervous than we would be normally. And that's purely because there's an audience. And I came off that call and I was furious with myself. I thought it went really, really badly. And I know that that's my inner voice trying to protect me you're rubbish you can't do this what did you think you're doing I'm not doing? sure it's protecting you no it is don't, don't do this again what are you thinking yeah because you literally said to me afterwards you were I'm like not I'm not this. doing that I'm not again. doing this again and yeah. I was like but not, why I, I don't want to feel like this so so, and I knew that I needed to watch it again because I'd done this before I did some telly years ago and I really really embarrassed I thought I'd really embarrassed myself 
on this program. And there's a recording of it, which I found and then watched it back 20 years later. And actually, I was really good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and I thought, I can't believe I've beaten myself up for 20 yeah. years. Literally, yeah. every so often I'd think, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. What did you think you were doing? It's so funny. I didn't think we'd done badly. I, for myself, I just thought I kept repeating the same thing, the same point. But you didn't. No. And I, I, I wouldn't have watched it back unless you suggested watching it back. And I actually found it really helpful and felt like we did give people quite a lot of information and hopefully they've got quite a few takeaways. Well, we, I knew we needed to watch it back, but you were actually saying we need to watch this back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need I to watch this back because then I don't want to feel, I want to feel, I don't want to be beating myself up for, for the rest of the week because I don't really want to ever do this again. And um, I can do a podcast, a normal podcast, because no one's, no one's watching me. I don't have to perform and um, we can edit out all the stuff that makes me potentially feel stupid, but you can't. Well, there is an added pressure as well. Like normally when we record this podcast, like you say, there's things that you can take out um, if it didn't quite work, but also you can you can re-say things as well. If you don't quite say it in the right way or we forget someone's name, we can obviously just repeat it and then edit, edit it out. Oh, no, don't tell anyone. We've re- revealed our secrets. Um, but in front of a, a live audience, you can't do that. And I've realised I say um a lot. <laughs> Well, so I need to and isn't that funny because I didn't hear I didn't hear you say that and you did so yeah I think that just shows you but we thought well Peter suggested that we come on and and kind of debrief about it and talk about it because it is one of the points I made is that lots of people have the same fears and go through the same insecurities as you do and you've got to remember that it's not just you so it's good to talk about it and sort of get it off your chest and then and then you know for next time. And you will do it again, right? I will do it again now because I've, <laughs> well, because I've watched myself back. Yeah, and you were brilliant. It, and I, I wasn't brilliant. I was you all right. Were. Thank you. But I thought I was okay. Passable. Um, but what was really interesting is that, and we had planned to do this before, but it's so much more apparent when you watch it back is that we were being incredibly vulnerable about the way we, we were feeling. And I think, I mean, I know some people, I, just, I mean, I know Brené Brown does and, you know, all the time she talks about her, her, her vulnerability, but... I think this is so refreshing. I think it's really refreshing for people to be able to to see people be honest about how scared they are and literally talking about it while they're scared, while on a Zoom call talking about a book that's supposed to make them own the room. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, but the point is it's small steps, isn't it? You've got to find things that help you calm your nerves. And that is why we love the podcast so much because there are people that are sharing their insecurities or whether it's past or present and they're, they're telling you the tips that helped them to get through it. And actually, Julia Cameron, um, who's one of the people on the, um, one of the guests on the podcast, talks about how people connect to vulnerability and honesty. So that was very much what we were doing. (laughs) I mean, it'd be great to get some feedback from people. So I'm really hoping that they did find some elements of what we talked about um, helpful Mm. and will take it into their lives and and use those techniques or just read the book as well. Have Have a listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I thought that there was loads that I hadn't said. And then actually going through my notes, because Peter forced me and said, well, actually, what did you not say? Uh, that's not how he talks, but you know. Um, <laughs> and then I went through my notes and I covered pretty much everything. The only thing I didn't talk about was the amazing mini series that she has on the podcast. Oh, yeah, talk about that now. Yeah, which is with um, Ethan Cross. 
He's got it's a brilliant book. Chatter. Yeah. yeah, which is an amazing book about your about your inner voice and not the fact that you need to eradicate it, but you need to learn to calm it and utilize it it to benefit yourself and not to punish yourself. And one of the quotes she says, there are enough external barriers and difficulties out there without us putting these criticisms on ourselves. And that's what she says about inner chatter. And the the mini series is really good because it's elements of the book that help, like that are practical exercises that you can use to help calm your inner chatter. Like Peter talking about um, doing the, your inner chatter as Donald Duck. I call mine Franny. So when I'm overthinking, um, I'm like, Franny, calm down. Will you just stop? <laughs> and what, what I didn't say, we did this in our rehearsal, but we didn't say this, I didn't say this on, on, on the recording, is that Sharmadeen Reed talks about having an inner, inner critic as your, she, she says, have the opposite of an inner critic, have an inner hype person. Yeah. Like a personal DJ on your shoulder saying stuff like, you can do this, you've got this, you're amazing. Yeah. I have to do that. She says it's changed her life. Well, she says it will change your life. Well, <laughs> so you've got Donald Duck where you're changing it. So what's the voice of your hype man? Um, Oprah. Brené Brown. No, it's Oprah. No, definitely Oprah. Oprah. Oprah yeah, you got this. You can one. do this. That is such a good You're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. I Come on. Oprah's accent. That wasn't a very good I might Oprah's. do it in like a deep South American no, accent. she would be much more controlled. You've got this. I was going to attempt to do it then. and I knew it was just going to come you out as an Australian. You can do this. You can do it. My accents are terrible. Let's not try and do Oprah impressions. No, okay, let's okay. not try and do any impressions. Um, but we thought that we would come back on and share that with you because I think it's helpful to highlight where what, what you think in your mind versus versus reality it was definitely helpful for us go watching it back and going through it and there you go it's another tip for everyone to to take well let me end with this tip from madeline miller who says do not be afraid to take up space talk with full passion instead of shrinking yourself down to your usually private self yeah that is exactly what we're definitely. not doing thank you very much everyone for listening i really appreciate it thank you <laughs>